Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast. A real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest, Diana Windsor, has been a single mum twice and has been through two divorces. She has been in marriage counselling more years than she's been married. She is passionate about helping mothers, especially single mothers, tell their stories. She was a leader of a single parent support group for eight years until COVID. And during her journey, she has become an accomplished author. Her works focus on topics that are important to single mums. Diane has published the following books, Stuck, Smokescreen, and How to Relationship, a relationship guide for teens with divorced parents. And I'm sure there'll be many more books to come. You're listening to The Strong, Single and Human Podcast. Welcome, Diane. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Claire. Thank you for having me. I'm so yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for coming on board. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So look, tell us a bit about your journey and how you got to start writing these books. Because like, you've been a single mom twice now. I know, right? Yeah. You know, if, uh, if we only knew then what we oh. know now. I know. I know. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, divorced in 95. I remarried in 97 and, um, then I divorced again in 2005 and I had, so I had two kids from my first husband and then a third with my second husband. And so, and honestly, we got married because I was pregnant that second time around and, you know, it, we were kind of planning on it anyway, but it all happened very quickly. And, uh, but I, that's something I learned. It's like, uh, you know, you, just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you have to get married. You can probably figure it out some other way. Yeah. And I didn't so, get married, but it happened to say, like, it happened really quickly. Like we've yeah. been talking about it and things like that. And then three weeks later, I'm pregnant and I'm like, mm -hmm. um, I thought I might need a bit of help at my age, but no, <laughs> no, yeah, Bang. meant to be. And like, you know, and I, I don't regret it because like I have a fantastic kid. Sure. How could I? I? I don't regret it either. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But just, you know, if, if uh, I knew, if I knew then the things that I knew now, I probably would have done things a little bit differently. But as you said, I, I was a single mom twice and I, I just, started writing these books after I was divorced the second time because I realized that when I was a single mom, there wasn't a whole lot of material out there to help a single mom help, just help her navigate life. Mm. And yeah, it's just, it, it's such a difficult thing as you know, and not having support, the support of a partner. And I know some, some parents divorced parents are able to co-parent very well. And I feel that I had that with my first husband, my first ex-husband, but then the second time around it, it wasn't that way. We were pretty much on our own. 
and um and we made it work of course so how old how old so okay how old were your children from your first marriage when you like separated they were little they were like ah gosh two and five, I think. Wow. They were little. Yeah. And honestly, I take complete responsibility. I was a real jerk when I was in my twenties. <laughs> I do. I was just horrible. <laughs> well, but that's where we, that's, you know, twenties. My view is that twenties is where we learn about ourselves and learn a lot right. of yeah. stuff. Exactly. I, mean, I probably, well, I'm not probably, I was an idiot in my 20s. There were a lot of things <laughs> I did that I went, I'm surprised I made it to my 30s. There you go. Me too. You know, Me yeah, too, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we did and it's all good. And um, and you can't live life with regrets, right? I mean, we just, we learn from our mistakes and hope not to repeat them. Yeah. But then I went ahead and I, my second husband was completely different from my first husband. And I thought, this is it. It's going to work out. It's going to be fine. But no. <laughs> well, this is, this is the thing, though, because I agree with what, well, I agree with what you're saying, because my part, I'd been in an eight-year relationship where um, I'd wanted children and we'd had a, lots of discussions and sort of attempts at trying, but he didn't really want kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, not with me anyway. He's got two now. Um, and, um, and but my my son's dad is completely different, completely different from that partner. There's different I, people, yeah. Well, but I thought, oh, well, maybe that didn't work out because that he was a particular type of person. Right. And maybe going for somebody different might be a better fit with me. Right. That's that's kind of what I was thinking too. No, yeah. still the same issues with I the know. same people. <laughs> which, you know, I'm I'm sitting there going, well, I'm and the last four years I've gone, well, there's only one similar factor in all of that, which was me. Mm-hmm. So maybe I need I've got lessons to learn and I need to work on myself. Mm-hmm. And move forward that way. That's, so that's very smart. Yeah. yeah. Very mature. Well I'm not sure. I should have done that when in my twenties, but there you go. Okay. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But wow. then, when... so how old was your son? Your sec, your third yes. son. Yeah, third son? well, second yeah. son, third child. So I've got two boys and a girl. She's in the middle, and then so he was he was seven when we split up. Oh, so a bit older. Yeah, yeah, wow. and um, and that was when I realized we had been. My gosh, he wasn't working. He wanted to start his own business. But it wasn't doing anything. And so then he, but he refused to get a job. He refused to, to have employment. And I was at home with the children at the time. And <clears throat> so I wasn't working. And when we divorced in 2005, it just, our finances were just horrible. We sold our house and I actually moved to a different state. We were living in Colorado in the US and I moved to Texas with because my first husband this is actually kind of funny my first husband was moving to texas for work and he asked me he knew what was going on with my second marriage and he asked if i would um move to texas with the kids and you had all the kids at this point right yeah yeah yeah, the divorce my second divorce wasn't final yet and uh so we were still working on that and I, I said no, because they're already going through a lot of turmoil, a lot of change, and I don't want to make it any worse for them than it is. 
but I was started looking for jobs in the area that I was living and I had some interviews, but I wasn't getting any offers. And then just, you know, just for the hell of it, I went ahead and I applied for a job in Texas and the area where my ex-husband was moving to. And they pretty much hired me based on a telephone interview. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're moving to Texas. And basically, Claire, I had to decide which father my three kids should be around. You know, wow. that's kind of what it boiled down to. Yeah. And you had two boys as well, right? So yes. the influence of, you it's know, the male important. influence is extremely yes. important. Well, I mean, it's important to girls as For well. Girls but, too, sure. But it's different. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. And he had always been wonderful with um, my youngest son, you know, from my second marriage. He, he was his, my first husband's name is Phil, and he was just a great guy. He actually passed away from cancer in 2018. Oh, no. At the age of 57. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, that was shame. rough. Yeah. So, but he was just a great dad um, to all three of my kids. Yeah. And so we made the decision to go to, you know, to make that move. And he was wonderful. He let me stay with him in his home for six months until I could get back on my feet. Because after this time in my second marriage where like nobody was working and we were basically living on credit cards, I just, I knew that. I needed to do something different with my finances, but I just wasn't, I wasn't sure what. And the fact that he let me live in his home, you know, rent-free and everything. And that was so helpful. That was just wonderful. But I, I got a job, you know, I was working. So, you know, I contributed, but um, yeah. So I knew, I knew at that time that I needed to change the way I manage my money. I never had a plan, you know. I don't think my parents ever taught me how to handle money. They thought that they did, but they, um, I remember my mother teaching me how to write a check, but they never really talked about how to make sure that you're spending less than you're earning, that you're, you know, she, I remember this was in the eighties when um, she thought getting a, getting a, helping me get a department store credit card was a good idea and would help teach me financial responsibility. But I, right, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't really work. But no, 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 because because I'm just sitting there going, well, you just go, yeah, this is great. I can spend right. this money this month, right. not a problem. But then you've got to, you've then got to pay it back, and then you've got to understand that if you don't pay it all back that month, you've then got to pay right. interest on exactly that money, which actually means you're paying back like well in some cases 20 for those to 25 for those to department 30%. store cards exactly yeah. exactly those interest rates are very high so you spend 100 bucks and you've got to pay back right. 130 so what's up with that <laughs> so and that's and you pay back 130 if you pay that back in the like next month it, other than that it's it compounding goes on. it keeps growing interest on growing. top yeah right right so uh, she meant well i know she did but uh, you know and it's also possible oh my gosh this is when i was like 16 years old i probably she probably tried to explain this to me and i wasn't hearing it but i would never recommend getting a 16 year old any kind of credit card i don't think it's necessary <laughs> so um yeah so i 
you know, in my early adulthood, I guess I thought that I knew what I was doing, but I didn't really. And then I, I remember starting to just after my second divorce in, in 05, needing to learn what to do. And so I started, they, there were like some talk radio shows that I would listen to with, you know, quote, financial experts, but it was some of that kind of resonated with me. And it's like, I realized, okay, writing up a budget is important. So when every time you get paid, figure out what part of your paycheck is going to which expenses. And that's, that's important. Pay your bills first. I mean, I was always taught mm-hmm. pay your bills first and then whatever you've got left over, you've never got to worry, right? You can spend all of that if you want. But in make that sure month your bills are paid. On whatever right. you want. But you've got to make sure that, you know, your bills, your house, your water, your electricity, your food, all of the main sort of things. Now, a lot of people will say pay yourself first. And I kind of agree with that as far as like savings, like maybe maybe you have a job that has a retirement program and you're able to contribute uh, 5% of your gross paycheck to that program and your employer might contribute a match as well. So that's a good idea. But you also don't want to do too much of that if you have debt that you have to pay off first, right? You kind of want to, it's it's a little chicken and the egg going on there. You want to you get your, you don't want to have a lot of extra debt that you're paying off every month, but um, you want to make sure that you're saving money too. So, and that's something that I do talk about in the, in the book that I wrote. Yeah. Which, about how which to, one? You know, You've got three. Okay. <laughs> There's so many. Like, hello. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So, like, I've always kind of wanted to be a writer. Yes. Well, you are also, now. <laughs> well, thanks. But um, yeah, I'm not a creative writer, though. You know what I mean? It's more oh, more nonfiction, right. and I don't have that. I'm My impressed. brain doesn't work that way. I'm impressed because I haven't written one <laughs> book. Sweet. So it's great. I, I, they always say, don't they, that everyone has a book in them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but um, but I know what you mean. I would love to write. A, I would love to write. I'm never going to do this, but I would love to write like a Harry Potter, like a like teenage fantasy, like you know Harry sure. Potter. Sure. Like, like hats off to J.K. Rowling. I mean, like fantastic Absolutely. for her. But like, yeah, and like. And why I'd love to get her on because she was a single mum in a desperate right. place, sitting, right, right, typing away, writing a book, yeah. disappearing into exactly. her fantasy world, which exactly. made her which made her millions in the end. So you know, yeah. follow your yeah. passions. No, her her story is wonderful. Yeah. yeah, as as a single mom, yeah, who was like you said, it was in a pretty desperate situation. Oh, so yeah, I mean, you know, she she wasn't like a, she hadn't been a millionaire. Well, she might even be a billionaire now. But you know, that was she came from poverty. You know, she right. was sitting in like what was it, a two bedroom apartment on benefits or whatever. Like right, right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, her husband took off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not like. Everyone has a journey in life, and I think it's all a bit up and downy um, for everyone. And although we look at right. these people on Insta and stuff like that, and they're all doing a fantastic time, and you social go, social media just shows oh, us the the best parts of people, I right? Know. Well, or yeah. the worst, but you know, like, <laughs> well, it's right though because <laughs> like, true. Um, we only get to see one bit. We don't get to see yeah. the realness. We don't get to see the struggles. 
Right. So which book was it? You- no, people don't. We- people don't put that on, yeah. on Instagram. No. No. So which book was yeah. it that you, which book was it that you put all the financial stuff? That that's called show your paycheck who's boss. And that's the one that I just released um, at the end of August. And so that is specifically a fa- financial guide and planner to help single parents manage their money. And because there are there are a ton of financial guides available on Amazon, but I found that there's nothing available specifically for single parents. Well, I take that back. There are a few, and but it's more about like your mindset and being, you know, having positivity and manifesting about your finances. And honestly, to me, I, I felt that a guide that is very practical, practical. and step-by-step is more important. I mean, having having a good attitude about anything is going to help you, yeah. right? But um, just I I really tried to to make this a very practical guide, like talking about a budget, figuring out exactly when all of your bills are due. Some people don't even know that. Wow, you know, okay. they don't even know what day of the month their cable bill or their cell phone bill is due, right? And, because that um, way you can juggle. If you get paid week to week. You can then juggle like what gets paid right. out of what paycheck and what gets and I, in. Exactly. Yeah. And I talk about that too. Some people might get a paycheck every week. I get a paycheck um, every other week, you know, like every other Friday. Some people it's twice a month, like the first and the 15th. Some people get paid once a month. So depending on your, um, on your pay schedule, you're going to have a different type of budget. Also, it's going to look different, but the bottom line is you got to make sure that you're, you're, that less money is going out than is coming in, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's simple. And I know we say, and I know I just said it's simple, but like <laughs> it, but so, like being a single parent, like you had three kids. I mean, how did you deal with the kids and managing right. the kids on a budget, right? Because right. the kids don't realise about budgets. They haven't got a clue about like. You know what? That is such a great point. I'm really glad you brought that up because, and they, they called me a nerd because I would hold family budget meetings like once a month, God love you. even with my, with my eight-year-old and I wouldn't go into like all the gory details, but I would just show them. It's like, okay, you know, Halloween is coming up. So we're going to put away this much money for your, um, for your costumes or candy or whatever it was, because every month there's there's any number of things got that could break your budget, right? You've got, oh, a class field trip is coming up and you need extra money for that. It's like, well, you have to be putting money away for that. And so I did, I, I involved my kids all the time and talked to them about, you know, this is how my, I told them how much I earned too. My, my parents never talked to me about how much money they earned. No, mine, it's like, I, right. I, mine don't. Mine didn't. You don't talk, you don't talk about money or sex. Yeah. With your kids. Yeah. And it's like, no, those are the things you should yeah, be talking you need to, to be talking about, right? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> if right. If you don't do it, somebody else is gonna do it. Well, no, that's right. That's right. I mean, I I've always wanted to earn. I had I had a paper round at like, I don't know, 10 or whatever, because I was like so so desperate. I don't know. Maybe I'm just independent, but I was so desperate to have my own money so I could just buy what I wanted. I did not like going and asking for money. 
can I have right. some money? Can I right. like, cause I want to go buy and, and, and being told, no, we don't have the money or no, we don't. So I was like, well, this is no good. I'm not in control. Sure. Maybe I'm a control freak. I'm not in control. I'm, no, not in, that's good. I'm not in control of what I, you know, I'm somebody else is controlling right. me and my money. Right. And I, and, you know, and where I get money from to buy the stuff I want. Right. So yeah. I was like, nah, taking that all into my control. Thank it's, you. From the age of 10. Good to be in, it's good to be in control of your money. I think that's wonderful. But you, you brought up another great point because it's like, if your kids come to you and they say, can we get pizza tonight? And if you just say, no, we, I can't afford it. I don't have the money. It's, that's kind of abstract and it's hard for them to understand. So I talk about using the envelope system in the book that I wrote. Oh, wow. Okay. What's that? And so it's like, and really my, my kids always thought I was just crazy. I was so silly, but it works. It works. Anything <laughs> to get it into their heads that right. money doesn't grow on trees. Although my son exactly. turned around to me the other day and went, mom, what's money made out of? And I went paper. And he said, where does paper come from? And I went trees. <laughs> and he went there. See, told you money does grow on money trees. Money grows on trees. I there went, well, no, not literally. I wish it did because then I would go down the garden and I would plant a few, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A few money trees. God love him, but yeah. Um, no, but it's like, so with the envelope system, every time I got paid, I would allocate a certain amount of money um, for each envelope category. So I had um, Christmas is a good one. Mm. So every paycheck I put even like $20 into Christmas. And then by the end of the year, you've got a Christmas envelope filled with money. It's like the old uh, Christmas clubs at the, at the banks what, that they used to do. I don't think they do that anymore, at least not here. I haven't heard of that. We, we have what's called um, layaway or um, lay-by where you can put away Christmas presents or whatever. Yes. And then you pay a bit each week. So yes, if you're we paid on a weekly too. basis, yeah, you can pay a bit, each, which I, I don't think in the UK they actually have, right? So when I came really? to Australia and okay. I was like, what's this lay-by thing? I was like, what is that? Like, yeah, we, they don't, they don't have it in the UK. So I'm not sure whether people. I wonder if people, yeah, if they use that or they, they might think, oh, I'll just put it on a credit card. Well, that was what I was but about then... to say. Like, I'm thinking that people in the UK would put it on a credit card, but the lay-by stuff is like, you don't pay interest. Like you just pay a bit off each. You don't pay interest. On that. Yeah. There's no right. interest. Right. So, yeah. 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 And then when you finish paying it off, you pick That's it up. Right. The store keeps yeah. it. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely helps. So then, I mean, yes, it does. So Christmas envelope is one. I would also have a, a like a dining envelope or eating out. And so if the kids want pizza, I would say, okay, go look in the dining envelope and see if there's any money in there. And if there's not, it's like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll find something at home to fix. But they always knew that next time I got paid, we would replenish that envelope and then we could go get pizza or McDonald's, whatever they wanted. And so another one, another one I had is haircuts because I'll never forget. I would have three kids come over to me and say, mom, I need a haircut. I'm like, oh my God, all three of you at once. That adds up. Oh, it just, it does. It just it adds does. up. 
And then um, what else would I have? I'd have entertainment. So if we wanted to go to a movie or something, I'd have a giving envelope separate from like, oh, what's that? Christmas, because, well, there were, we could buy gifts for other people. Like if they had a, if they had a birthday party coming up or something. And that gets expensive. That happens a lot too. We've just been to four in the last like, three weeks right right so that's yeah four gifts yeah all these We've kids had, have yeah. their birthdays and like you sort of it, it's it's sort of like there's a certain amount you know you allocate a certain amount for those birthday gifts but it adds up like yes. four yes. presents like if you go 30 bucks exactly. per present or whatever that's quite a bit like because if the kid wants, if you know, kids are into Lego and various different other things, right? Lego's sure. not cheap. It's not cheap. I don't think you can get anything yeah. for, for below 20 bucks. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. So that way you're not surprised and you've got your giving envelope. And then if you, if you have pets, if you have a dog, you can, you know, have a, a pet envelope and just, you can, you know, create any envelope category that works for you. And I still do that. I still do that today, even though my ki- I don't have kids in the house anymore. I am remarried, and but I still do that, and I still have um, my budget, my written yeah. budget every time we get paid. Yeah, I, I've got I've got an app. Modern times, I've got an app on my phone that actually has all my all my right. outgoings and all my so what my salary is that comes in, and then all my outgoings. Um, right. So that I can keep track of you know, things that change. And that's great. As long as, as long as you are, like you said, keeping track, you're aware of what's coming in and what's going out. That's the most important part. Then I've got a section in the book on, you know, paying down debt because the goal really is to, you know, pay off your debt because then you have more money if you're not making a, making a credit card payment or even a car payment. Yeah. And I've set Um, myself a challenge next month. God, I don't think this is going to work. But because we've had quite an expensive, because it's been my son's birthday, so I've had we we had a party for him and stuff like that. So it's been a quite an expensive month for me, and there's been various different mm-hmm. things because we're now moving from, um, well, we're spring, so we're moving into summer. So there's been various different things that broke mm-hmm. last year that I need to replace that I haven't replaced until I've got to this month, okay. and I've gone, yeah, I need to probably get fan I need to probably get x y and z so um right so yeah right. and so I've put it off like I've put it off because I don't need it in winter it's freezing right so you don't need to buy a fan gotcha. so um sure. I've gone yeah I need to do that and so there have been a few things like I've bought a, we call them whippersnippers over here I don't know what you call them over in what is it's that? a um oh, it's called a whippersnipper so you basically it's like a thing like an edger of the garden basically so oh, it's like a okay. Um, I don't know what you call it. Like it's like a we call it like a trimmer. Does yeah. it just trim the weeds? It's got a little like bit of plastic and, yeah. that sticks out and it goes really round. Yeah, yes. there we go. A whipper snipper. I'm going to start calling whipper it that snipper. now. God I love, love the that. Australians. We just call it a weed eater. Oh. We call it a oh, weed eater. Okay, there we go. So, so it's but do you do you need? I, well, I haven't one? got. I've, I've never <laughs> had one right. So I've spent. I've wasted okay. so much time going round by hand and pulling out for the last three years and pulling out from the edge of my garden, all of the weeds that the weeds, because the lawnmower yeah. doesn't get them. So I've been going and I just went, I can't afford the time. I'm so busy at the moment. So I went right. Whippersnipperville's Alabama. Right. But this is the thing, right? It's like, <laughs> it's spending that money. I go, Oh yeah. And it's a lot of like, it's, 
I will say dollars, right? It's a lot of money in one go. I was going to say there's not there's nothing wrong with buying something like oh. that used. Oh no, and I so I did do with my lawnmower because there was no way okay. that I was actually going to be spending like five six hundred dollars. So I bought right. secondhand right. for that. Um, but yeah. then a friend of mine went, oh, these are on offer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. And so, okay, so, so I did, yeah, yeah so I did sale. get some money off of it. But even so, like, it's still right. too much. It's like when, it, when it's like over a hundred bucks, I go, oh God, you know, got to look at, yeah. Sure. Got to look at all this money. Exactly. Single parent, like. You do. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't get benefits. And I do talk about benefit like child support. It well, it's, or, well, I get well. That's a bit sporadic. Child that's support right. is a bit sporadic. I've got a whole chapter on that too. Oh my god, have you? Different for everybody. Yeah. Well, well, that's one of the things. It's like this is something child support affects single parents, right? And whether you are um, the person who has to pay child support or the person who receives child support, it it affects you in different ways. I mean, I have heard. The parent who has to pay, they're not happy because they feel it's, it's a large amount. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how the courts calculate the child support amount. It's different for the different states here in the U.S. Oh, like wow. Colorado calculates it differently than Texas does. Yeah. So, I don't think any of them get it right, though. So, probably like, not. we here, we here will basically, it goes on, like, so we have to do tax returns every year, right? Sure, so we do too. But a lot of pe- but a lot of people don't do the tax returns, right? Um, and there's not really any penalty. So if you're a single dad, right? Oh, yeah. but I can't say that, right? If you're a single parent who has to pay child support, right? right. right. Let me get it right because it's not all single dads. It's right? not all single. Some dads. single yeah. mums actually pay it, right? Yes. So. Um, you submit your tax return every year and then from your tax return being submitted right mm-hmm. they you're supposed to also submit what you earn to the child support agency which then they then calculate out yes. but there's no penalties if you don't submit if you anything. don't right well and that's the thing it's like so my second husband a lot of times he told me he could not afford the child support payments i'm like oh Okay, that's great. Now, and we did not live in the same state. I think that made it a little bit more difficult to enforce the child support payment. Um, And again, it depends on which state he's living in, because for a while, after I moved to Texas, he was in Colorado. They were not great on working with me um, to, to help get those child support payments. But then he ended up moving to Minnesota, which is where he was originally from. And they were very good at helping me. They were willing to work with me directly and they, they wow. would make sure that he made those payments. But like you said, there's, you know, you hear stories about, okay, here they can garnish the, um, the person's paycheck to take the child support amount out of it and then pay that to the, the parent who's supposed to receive that. Um, but he was not working. He wasn't working. Well, and and but also we've had situations here where the father is on the father mother is on um, a lot more money, but mm-hmm. declares 
that they're on less. A lower right? that so, declares as less, yeah. So, and like if they've got their own business, right, then the business profit is right. X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah. But the actual income that they're earning is the bare minimum right. out of the business, right? right. But yeah. they're and, charging and had loads a, of stuff through yeah. the company. I had a similar situation with him. He, Yeah, he had his own business. And I'm really not sure how, how much he ever earned. So, but so, you know, there, there's that, you know, the, when this kind of thing happens, I tell the single parent who is receiving child support payments that they should not count that as regular income to their budget I because agree. it could change at the drop of a hat. And, and mine does regularly yeah. and then I don't get, and then if my um, ex-partner um, loses his job, exactly. decides he's going to leave his job, they might then I don't get the, any money. They might have the best intentions. They might be a regular payer, you know, for five years and then all of a sudden they lose their job yeah. and that's I, it. I understand gone. it's hard. That money and gone. Then it's money gone. So it's, I think it's very important not to count on that as part of your, you know, definite income that's part of your budget. Count your income, you should count on your regular job. Maybe you have a little side hustle that you, you're doing, you know, whether it's, um, I don't know, maybe you're driving for Uber Eats or something, you know, on the weekends. Um, when, when you don't have your kids with you or something. And I have a chapter about that too, about how you can make a little extra money as a single parent, whether it's something like, like Uber Eats or doing something else on the side. Maybe you have a craft or something you're passionate about that you love to do, and you can turn that into a little side business. Right, exactly right, exactly right. You don't need to have and there have been people online who have proved it. You don't need to have lots and lots of money to actually earn, you know, to set up a website and to earn money. Correct. And all of that yes. sort of thing, right? Right. Um, right. The one thing I would say about setting stuff up and like get your cost business, cost benefit analysis done, right? So, i.e., don't be making something for five bucks and selling it for a dollar, right? Correct. Uh, because Correct. you've also got to factor in all of your other costs, okay? Yes. So, you know, if your cost of making something is five bucks plus the cost of the actual website and the cost of posting and all of that. So you add all of those together before right. you actually go and put your price on there. And if people, other people are selling it for a cheap amount of money, right? You're just not, you've got to do all, you've got to do your business stuff. Exactly. To actually make, to actually see if it's worth it. Exactly. To sell it. But I agree with you. I mean, there's, yeah. There's, and there's so many, I mean, you can test websites. There's so many other websites out there mm -hmm. that will help you earn money. That's true. Yeah. Doing bits and pieces and like, right. oh, all I can right. say is go on TikTok, search <laughs> side hustles. And um, there's loads there of people, you go. loads of people on TikTok or Insta or whatever, much as Are I Are you like, on TikTok, Claire? I am, but you don't want to see what I put on there. It's just no. like. I no. do. I Nine times do. out of 10, it's me and my son in bed going, oh, we like that filter. What's that filter? And me and my son, like, That's there's so me cute. sort of sitting there going, Oh, what that looks like I and my son that. going oh wow look <laughs> <clears throat> i just so, got on yeah. tiktok about a month or so ago and i'm trying to be i'm because i'm trying to to help uh, the book sales and yes. also 
my publishing stuff. I give like advice to people who are indie publishers and self-publishers. Okay. I need to talk to you because my son's got a, my son wants to write a child children's book and he's oh, had this I idea and he kept, so it was really cool. Sorry, we're digressing here. Sorry, listeners, just bear with us. Um, <laughs> they had an author, they had a couple of authors come to the school. I think it was in book week and actually tell the kids about books that they're writing, right? And they're well-known authors in Australia, talk the kids through their books and their processes and what they actually do. And he was so like, wow, mum, this guy we were talking to who wrote, he wrote Macca the Alpaca. He's a, he's the author. I think it's oh, him cute. and his wife are the author okay. for Macca the Alpaca, Alpaca, right? And so he sat there on a webinar, because I think he's somewhere like in Sydney or wherever, um, and um, was talking to the kids and telling them, you know, how and, and getting them to come up with storylines and bits and bits. It was so good. And he was so um, awesome with the kids. And he, my son came back going, wow, mummy, all of this. And I said, well, let's write a book together. So he's come there up with go. some idea about a kid who wins wins a prize. We're not going to say the lotto because we were sitting there trying to figure out what we'd spend the lotto on if we won it because I think it was like 80 million or whatever. Um, oh, and nice. he had a lot of big ideas, right? And I'm going, Jesus Christ, <laughs> sure. I'm going to be skint with this 80 million. You're going to spend <laughs> it within two weeks. But, um, but yeah, and then he came up with this, this idea of this kid winning some money. And then because my parents live in the UK, so about this child winning some money and then travelling by all different transport to go and see his grandparents oh, in the UK. I love that. So that was cool. And now That's I've, great. Now I've got to get his arse into gear to actually write it, right? There you because go. Because we need to like have a bit a bit more of a storyline than that. That's like the sure. vision. But now and how old uh, is Oscar? He just turned seven two weeks ago. Oh, that's great. So yeah. So I that's said okay. wonderful. And then I talking to a guy about illustrating it. But Oscar Oh good. But Oscar wants to illustrate it. So I said to him, Well, um, you need to, buddy, why don't you draw and speak to this illustrator and then you and the illustrator can actually draw what you want it to mm -hmm. do and collaborate together. And he was like, sure. no, I'm drawing all the pictures. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. And maybe I should, you know, maybe I should let him. But, you know, I we'll love see. that. I think that sounds like a great story. So I don't know. We'll see. So maybe I'll be speaking to you later. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. We'll get Absolutely. published. But um, yes. Yeah, no. Okay. So sorry, we digressed. Where were we? Sorry. Um, what were we going back to? Side hustles. Side did, hustles. Did right. you do any? Like, yes, did you do I any did to some, get um, more income in? This was back in the mid 2000s when it wasn't as easy to build a website as it is now. Like today, there, there are services that are fairly inexpensive and, you know, very graphics heavy and you can just drag and drop and create your menus. And it's pretty darn easy, right? So, um, I, I was helping some people create websites back in the mid 2000s. That's what I was doing. And, it, and I did, I did make a little extra money. So I've always been kind of like that. It's like, yeah, let's, um, but also in my book, I talk about if you want to try to, to earn extra money in your job, how to do that. Because I will say that I think it's easier for men to ask for more money in their careers than for women. I think as women, we kind of maybe devalue ourselves a little bit. And it's it's hard for us to think, oh, we deserve more. I'm doing a good job. I know I am. And I'm I bring a lot of value to this company that I'm working for. And I would like a promotion and I would like more money. And I, I think it's a little difficult for us to to walk into the boss's office and ask for that. 
Yeah, look, I yeah, I completely agree with and you. And I talk about how to do it. I talk in that book, in our book, I, I talk about how to, you know, how to document and show this is what I'm doing that's above and beyond my regular duties. Because I'm sure wow, we're all doing yeah. it, right? Oh. No, definitely, sure definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I and, mean, my day just, is not a normal eight-hour day, you know. I right, mean, it could be all over right. the place. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so this is how we can, we can, you know, demonstrate that, yeah, we deserve more. We're doing this and this and this above and beyond our, our regular duties. And, uh, oh, and then, like, go out to, hop out to salary.com and see what other people with your experience wow, in your yeah. industry and, uh, you know, with your length of length of time, you've been doing something and, and really go prepared. And then you, you have the right to, you know, ask for more money, or if you want to go look for a, a different position, you know, where you might be able to earn a little more money. Cause sometimes, sometimes it's just not possible to move up in your current job but you can go to a different job and make more money. I mean, that's possible too. Oh, look, and and moving around and and doing different jobs, although is is maybe pushing some people out of their comfort zone as such by, you know, yeah. some people are comfortable doing, you know, they've worked for a company and it's all good. But actually then if you get out of your comfort zone and move and get another job, even maybe the same as what you were doing, but more better paid or whatever, you find that yeah. you get different experiences you deal with different people you get different exactly. skills um that, you, that nine times out of ten you can bring back to your old workplace right but you can bring it back and be a level above or whatever right I'm laughing because in 2016 I um because I have a day job I don't write full-time um but well I take that back I'm a technical writer for and I've been doing this since 2005 and all kinds of different industries use technical writers and um so I, I got this job. I was hired for the job that I'm in now in 2016. And I work for a company that designs and manufactures spectrometers wow. that are used in what the semiconductor they? industry. Spectrometers are devices that measure light. They measure the different wavelengths of light. And they're used in all different industries. Um, but this one, it happens to be used to create microchips out of large silicone wafers and during the interview process and I got this job through a recruiter and I said the guy's name was David I'm like David I know nothing about this industry I've never seen a spectrometer I have no idea what it does and and he's like that's okay they'll train you I'm like are you sure wouldn't they rather have somebody that has a clue about this industry and I was very upfront with all the people who I interviewed with and the owner of the company and everything. They're like, no, no, well, you'll learn. We'll teach you. It's not a big deal. Wow. And I was so intimidated by, you know, the, these devices and the software and everything, but they were right. I learned and it was, it was very cool to learn about something that I had no idea about. And um, it's just, like you said, it might be kind of scary moving on to a new job and, you know, 
getting out of that comfort zone, but I, I'm certainly glad that I did. And I'm very happy with my job. And I've spoken to a lot of people who like, because we've had, like we've had COVID and it's been like horrendous over the last couple of years and people have lost jobs and, you know, there's mm -hmm. now sort of considering, well, maybe I take a completely different tack. Maybe I'll go yeah. and do a different career. Right. Which is great. Um, sure. and I've had people who've been made redundant and things like that. And they go, Oh, mm -hmm. I can't do that. Like, oh, that job's a bit of a stretch for me. And I'm like, go for it. Like, you just don't it. know. The people who are interviewing you may gel with you, your personality. If you're positive and willing to learn and you mm -hmm. are upfront with them, like you said, and you go, look, right. I'm willing to learn. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I've got experience here, here and here. Right. Not so experienced there, but. I'm, I'm happy to learn. I'm, you know, I'm a fast exactly. learner or whatever. It might be that they go, they might have interviewed five other people, right? But those other people just haven't connected with them. Yes. It's about exactly. who you work for and who are, who are within that team. So, right. you know. Who That's a lot of it. To, yeah. And if you're willing to help, it's like I work for a small company. And so a lot of times we have to help with things that may not necessarily be part of our job description, you know, but I'm never going to say, well, that's not my job. So I think if you have that kind of attitude that you're willing to help, you're willing to do things that may not exactly be part of your job description, but just, you know, just go for it. So yeah, and that really moving to a different, a different position, that's certainly one way to, to possibly earn more money. Yeah, yeah. So did anyone help well, apart from your um, ex-husband ex, ex number one, did you yes. have any family or anyone like that that could help you? Did, were you? Not really, not when we moved no. from Colorado. I'm an only child, oh, wow. which is kind of unusual. And then my mother died when I was pretty young. It was in 1995, wow. I was 27. And uh, so it was my dad and he, he um, had a new partner and she was wonderful and uh, he wasn't happy that I was leaving the state, but I really felt at the time that it was the best thing yeah. for all of us. So um, I will say again, I mean, I was very grateful to my first ex-husband for the help that he oh, provided. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a exactly. lot of, a lot of single moms. Oh, well, one thing that I told you, I was a leader of a single mom, a single yes. parent support group here in North Texas for about eight years um, unfortunately, with COVID, it kind of shut everything down and we never picked it back up again because it was mostly an in-person um, uh, events that we would have. We would get together. We would, we would certainly talk about finances. I would have um, uh, attorneys show up sometimes to talk about legal issues that single parents had. And, um, oh, and sometimes we would just get together and, you know, for social events. Um, but there were, honestly, it was mostly single moms in the group. And a lot of them did not have any help from their, from their children's father. No, no, it's, it, do you know what? It's such a shame that that is the case. Um, I've had experience um, on this podcast with so many different setups regarding being single parents you know I've had ones where mm -hmm. um you know I've 
interviewed people where their co-parenting situation is awesome and great and then I've had a one that's really, really yes. toxic and horrendous right. I've had right. I've interviewed yes. single parents who can't have a co-parent situation because their partners have died so you know right. it's they're thrown into this situation where they right. don't have the weekend week off off sort of situation yeah. um yeah. And like you said, some people do have family, you know, their own parents or siblings close by and some yeah, don't. Well, like America being oh. as massive as it is, right? Australia, we're a big country as well, right? You just sure. have to move states sure. and that's yeah. it. You know, you're on mm -hmm. your own because your family yeah. are like four hours away or whatever, um, or right. if not further. Right. So like mine are yeah. in the uk so they're like 24 hours away yours i know but, um, i know but yeah but you know i mean thank god for modern technology and the fact that we've got facebook and stuff yeah. like that so it is all about mm -hmm. taking and dealing with that sort of situation but yeah right. no wow right. so so how did you how did you pick yourself how long did it take you to like pick yourself up from so, well toxic so, relationship number toxic and, marriage oh number gosh. two uh, i I was ashamed for a while by having a second divorce. I really saw that as a big failure. I did. And I, I was kind of, you know, nervous to talk to people about it. But then I realized, you know, this is my life. I am human. Uh, I've, I've made mistakes. Um, and I, I really am trying to learn from them moving forward. And yeah, um, I probably waited about a year. Then I started you know, dating a little bit again wow. in 2009. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I know it wasn't very long, but um, yeah, I met my, my, I want to say current, current husband, husband, but that sounds husband like number three. Yeah. <laughs> when you say that, this is my current wife. I'm like, what, what do you think is going to happen? Going to have another one. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But uh, we met we, online on online dating in 2009, and we got married in, two, in 2012. Wow. And um, I guess I feel like I finally got it right, you know? Yeah. So third well. time's a charm. Yeah, I mean, hello, it's been 10 years, isn't it now? So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 years, wow. And he, he has been, he never had his own children. And he's oh been my just God, a wonderful, really? wonderful stepfather. To my kids wow. see i would keep see i don't know that my personal opinion not that i'm on, on online dating or dating or anything at the moment but um yeah I've, it's really funny talking to other single moms that's one of the things that they stipulate is like oh the the other per, the partner the new partner must have kids because then they oh, understand they understand the yeah. challenges that you would have i get that i get but that. i wonder if it would be more complicated because then you're co-parenting two sets of kids yeah, yeah. instead of just one, which you would have. It, I think it probably just totally depends on each individual situation, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? It's crazy. And it's been hard because my youngest, the one that I had with ex-husband number two, he's he's had some challenges. He was my rebellious teenager. Oh, God, love him. In high school, he was out there trying all kinds of things. And then he was diagnosed with freaking leukemia in 2018 <gasps> when he was 20 years old. Wow. So we had to go through this cancer crap with him. And um, that it's just. For, and did his dad support him through all of that? No. Oh, OK, great. That's still. Not an that's awesome just, bloke. 
chaps my ass to this day. <laughs> it makes me so angry. What an awesome bloke. Yeah. You said it. Oh no, gosh. he did not. But he is he not. okay now? He is. Yes. Okay, cool, cool, yes. cool. He is still undergoing what they call maintenance treatment. So he's getting like a low dose of chemotherapy. You've, you've got um, cancer in your family. My too, brother, right? my brother had it when right. he was testicular cancer when he was 23, 20 something, maybe 23, right? 24, he was young. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And my son was 20 when he was diagnosed. My son is 24 now. So it was, and, it was um, a bit of a shock. It's a bit yeah, of a shock and, when somebody like you, you're used to gosh. maybe, um, and it shouldn't be, I suppose, but you're used to people in their fifties and sixties and seventies being diagnosed with it. Right. But when somebody gets diagnosed with it, I mean, my, so I, young. I, like my best mate in the UK, his daughter who was five, I think she was five, got diagnosed with a oh. real virulent strain of like children's cancer and I cannot think of the name of it at the moment but it's like quite a well-known um child's cancer that okay. not very well not a very good survival rate and um okay yeah I mean she's happily happy and healthy and sort of is through the other side good. but yeah I mean you know when you when you sit and you see kids yeah. and like young people with yeah. it and you know what life just stops when that happens oh, it just yeah. stops because yeah. I mean, their life, of course, he was, he was out of the house. Cause like I said, he was our challenge child. So because of his, uh, he was doing things that did not quite fit in with the rules of our household. We asked him to leave when he was 18 and, but he was doing well. He was living on his own, doing, doing his own thing, working, supporting himself. He was doing okay. And then he gets hit with this and just everything stops. Everything he was doing just stops. And then my life stopped too. He was living in another state. He was actually living in the state where his biological father lives only because he liked it there, you know, not to be close to his dad or anything at, at that particular time. And um, I just, you know, he called me, he said, I wasn't feeling well. I went to a clinic, they took blood and they said that they think I have leukemia or lymphoma and I have to go to the emergency room right now. And I was just pissed off because I'm like, how dare they tell you that? They can't possibly know that from a blood test. But now I realize that they can because his his white blood cell count was just crazy. And it couldn't be anything else in some type of blood cancer. Wow. <clears throat> and so I just I got on a plane the next day and I flew up there to be with him, you know, because well, he needs his mom. As you would. Yeah. Like, you know, same if it was my son, you know. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. And yeah. it doesn't matter how old he is. I, oh, you God, know, no. He, no, no, he no. needed me. And it's yeah. the same. My parents came out, like I had a heart operation um, right. four years ago. Yeah. And my parents were like, right, well, we're coming out. And so they'd mm -hmm. already been out and they came out a second time the same year. Yeah. Um. Because they were like, well, how are you going to look after a two-year-old? Like my son was two at the time, well, almost three. And they were like, how are you going to look after him? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to go in for heart surgery, hey, right. ladies? Like, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, I'll do it somehow. Don't worry. And my mum was like, no, <laughs> no, you know. And it, right. yeah. And so right. you do, don't you? That's what yeah. you do with your kids. You do. So it's exactly. Nuts. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he's having the maintenance stuff. My brother's. Yes. He's doing a, well. 
Yeah, he's all good. He had he had checks every he had checks for ten years after okay. the cancer, and like he got the all clear, and then it was a check every year, which was horrendous for everyone because you're sort yeah. of sitting there waiting for those results. But um, yeah, but he's now what. 47 and still annoying. But, um, <laughs> That's yeah. good. I'm glad he's there to annoy you, Claire. That's oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts what we have to go through. But yeah. yeah. But so I got lucky with number three. You know, I'm happy. He's, yeah. he's been a very good dad to my kids. Yeah. So that's good. Yes. Well, was number, number one was. He he's was too. Absolutely. Yeah. God love yeah. him. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So look, where do our listeners get in contact with you if they want to? Well, one, where do they get your books? Because you've got like four now. I've, I've said three, but four, because they're struck, they're struck, stuck. stuck, Yeah. smokescreen, and how to relationship, a relationship guide for teenagers, uh, for teenagers with divorced parents, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to get you back for that one. Um <laughs> But yeah, and now also this this book. Um, yeah. So, like, where can people They're get the books? Um, basically, all on Amazon. They can right. you can find them on Amazon. Yeah, and I've got okay. a couple that are only exclusive to Amazon, so that's probably the best way to go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And how do they? How do people get in contact with you if they want to talk to you more? Yeah, if they want to talk to me, my website is motinabooks.com, M-O-T-I-N-A, B-O-O-K-S dot com. And I am a uh, traditional publisher also. Wow. So that's, I realized, I think that's really where my strengths lie more than yeah. uh, being an author myself. I like to publish books by other people. So yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I might have one to publish soon. That's right. That's so right. who knows? We'll talk who about knows? That, yeah. <laughs> and, and look, well, this, well, this may be a hard question for you or an easy one, and it cannot be one of your books but I'm asking this is my final question I'm asking everyone what book would you recommend for my listeners and why so okay I love fiction I love stories yeah and I think you know reading books for fun is one of the best things that you can do and oh, yeah. my all-time favorite author is is still Stephen King Oh, so wow. I would say go get any books by Stephen King and scare yourself. Oh, That's yeah, so much fun. I recently, awesome. I recently reread Salem's Lot, you know, his, uh, his oh, vampire book. Yeah. And uh, that's, it holds up, even though it was written, oh my gosh, in the seventies. Oh, I, I was going to say, I, I don't even know. He, he must be getting on old Stephen King. He's getting up there, but he's still putting out books. Like I bought I his most recent one is called Fairy Tale. And oh, I haven't it? started reading it yet, but I will. But uh, yes, Salem's Lot's a good one. I've read loads of his books. Yeah. 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 No, they're awesome. They're awesome. Do you have a favorite? Um, no. Yeah, Pet Cemetery's good. That one is so scary. Yeah. 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 It's just, yeah. It's just a way with how he writes books that like yeah. just is scary man it is yeah and then they get made into films which is even more of a nightmare but yeah it is when you can actually see it i agree yeah but i do i love to read i love to read for fun and um i I like i I read nonfiction too of course but you know just treat yourself and 
read a good story, lose yourself yeah. in the story. No, I agree. I agree. No, wow. Thank you for that. Thank you. Well, look, thank you for coming on board thank and talking to us me. about your journey and about what some single parents can do to survive the challenges <laughs> of being a single parent, which sure. is a challenge in itself. No, Absolutely. look, thank you. And, um, yeah, it was have a, pleasure. a wonderful rest of your weekend. Thank you, Claire. You do the same. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.